What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome into In Game Live. I'm your host, Ariel Epstein. We have playoff hockey to get to. The Islanders are about to have puck drop. We also have a ton of Major League Baseball games. The NBA is going on. But if you bet on it, I just crazy. I do have Scott Wetzel speaking of crazy. Scott Wetzel, it's our first show doing one-on-one together. Usually Gabe Parenti separating us. However, here we are. Good night. Good evening. Wetzel? All right, he can't hear me. So we will just keep this thing going until Scott gets on here. We have a lot of baseball going on, a huge slate. It's Friday night, lots of series starting. The Orioles and the Nationals are in a rain delay after playing first game of this kind of doubleheader. This is the second game of a those two. But, of course, everyone's interested right now in playoff hockey. The Vancouver Canucks are currently playing the St. Louis Blues. The Canucks are up 1-0. You can get them at minus 185 on the money line. A lot to lay. Scott Wetzel is our hockey expert. So he will come in and break this thing down. I've seen some interesting line movement in the Islanders game tonight. The Islanders are going up against the Washington Capitals. Now, the Islanders were at plus 110 as of last night, whereas the Capitals were at minus 130 favorite tonight. The Islanders are all the way down now to plus 100. This got as low as plus 120 on the Islanders. Now we're at plus 100. It looks like some sharp movement because the Capitals have 55% of the bet get the lines moving in the Islanders' favor. Looks like some favoritism here to the Islanders. The Stars also had some line movement go against them as that's the late playoff game in hockey tonight. The Dallas Stars were at minus 110 last night. They're now at plus 100 on the FanDuel Sportsbook with Calgary Flames at minus 120. The Stars are getting 45% of the bet. The Flames are getting 55% of the bet. Lines moving in the Stars' favor. Some more contrarian reverse line movement to keep an eye on. The total also went significantly, significantly in favor of the under. The total was at 5.5. Now, and that was at minus 110 for the over-under. Now the under 5.5 is at minus 155. So a lot of hockey to get to today, and we will definitely break that down when Scott Wetzel comes in because I know a lot of you guys are trying to get those bets in for the Islanders game that is starting any minute now against the Washington Capitals. Let's take a look at some of these baseball games going on. The Tampa Bay Rays are currently in the second inning with the Toronto Blue Jays. 
And that's three to two the score. The total for that game was set prior. And let me just go look through this. Um, all right, I can't find the total, but it is now at 13 and a half to jump in live. It is three to two. I think that's a lot of runs between these two teams, however, struggling. And the bullpen for the Tampa Bay Rays has lost two of their key players, their key pitchers. So I would definitely keep an eye on that. But the Tampa Bay Rays at minus 20 right now. The New York Mets are playing the Philadelphia Phillies. The Mets are up one nothing in the first inning. Mets went into this as underdogs at plus one twelve. Phillies minus one twenty eight. With the Phillies getting majority of the bet, you can still get the Mets at plus one ten if you want some plus money. Going down the list here, everyone else is scoreless except the Braves and the Marlins. The Braves are up one nothing over the Marlins, and the Braves currently at minus one forty two. The Braves were at minus one ten to start this game. And the line moved a little bit in the Marlins' favor here. Actually, the Braves were at minus 104. The Marlins were at minus 110. Scott Wetzel apparently is ready for us. Scott, you here? I am here, Ariel. How you doing, my friend? Woo! What's going on? <laughs> you missed little, my little... intro. I had it really planned out. I had a great intro for you, and now you're just going to have to watch the show back on YouTube to find out what I said. However, I'm glad you're here. Well, I will definitely do that. I had a little, little technical issues here, but it must be the flag I put up in the background. I don't know. You know, I thought I was being patriotic today, but maybe that uh, put a, an unfortunate whammy on us. I don't know. But uh, we're here. We'll be here for the next uh, nearly two hours, so we'll make up for the first five minutes for sure. Taking you up until 10 p.m. Eastern time here on In Game Live. Ariel Epstein joined by Scott Wetzel. Scott, I heard you are a big-time hockey fan. And I'm just going to have to refer to you for a lot of this hockey knowledge tonight because I can't count myself as a hockey expert. I'm more on the baseball side tonight. However, I did see some sharp line movement go in the Islanders' favor just before puck drop. The Islanders were at plus 120. It went down to plus 110. Now it's down to plus 100. But the majority of the bets are on the Capitals tonight. Why do you think the line's moving in the Islanders' favor? You know, it's interesting because uh, I thought yesterday the underdogs had a pretty good shot of winning, and they did three out of the four, if you want to count Dallas as an underdog, since they lost game one of the series against Calgary. Uh, and they oddly not play again tonight later on. So, But I thought maybe, just maybe, the we had a couple of underdogs win in this section uh, in round one. You wouldn't necessarily have it today, but we, we've seen it again today. I, I think that, you know, the predominantly the favorites have did, did well the first day. And uh, these series are so even, Ariel. There's no home ice advantage. There's no real, you know, mystique involved here. There's no fans getting involved. It's just even hockey, which generally in the postseason uh, balances each other out anyway. And I think that just plays a role. I think you get good value on some of these teams that are perceived underdogs, whether it's the Islanders. Listen, the Islanders have a chance to think about this. I don't know if there's a team that's done that. Uh, that what I'm about to say. They have a chance to knock off Sidney Crosby and Alex Ovechkin in back-to-back postseasons. Now, they swept Crosby last year. I don't expect them to swept, uh, sweep Ovechkin this year, but that's a pretty good team. That, that's a team that me and Kevin talked about last Friday. We were looking for, you know, Cinderella type of teams. They were getting 40-1 to 1 odds at the beginning of the postseason uh, before the bubble play resumed, and I'd say go with them. And then even last week, they were still 20-plus to 1 odds on FanDuel, and I said play the Islanders. So I'm not surprised. I think the public is saying there's no way the Islanders are going to lose twice to the Capitals, which is why you have more bets on the Capitals. But I think the wise hockey money is saying, oh, no, don't, don't listen, don't underestimate that team. That team can easily take the first two games against Washington. So I think that's why you're getting a split. Public money on Washington, more betters public money and the serious money on, on the Islanders, which is actually lowering the odds down. I had Carver High on the morning after, early this morning, to break down. He mentioned that he really liked an Alex Ovechkin goal tonight, despite his favoritism towards the Islanders. What are your thoughts on any of the props that you might have seen? You know, I like laying the goal and a half in these things, not necessarily uh, player props, but that is a, a prop bet where, you could bet the team to win, or you could bet the team to lay a goal and a half. I think desperation starts to kick in, especially with these teams that are already up one game to none. Like with the Islanders, the desperation, obviously, with the, with the Capitals. Uh, I like laying up. You get monster odds laying a goal and a half. I mean, it is amazing. It, it's similar to laying a run and a half in hockey, the, the split. I mean, you could basically double your money. Like the Islanders are basically two to one if you want to lay a goal and a half, and you know, if a team is up like that, three to one, two to one in the third, 
in the third, and the Capitals are struggling. They may pull that goalie a little bit earlier than they would. So I like laying goal and a half as, as a good prop bets and overtime plays as well, believe it or not, which are three to one if you get the game to go to overtime. There is a lot to break down here, and I know that this Islanders game just beginning, and the Capitals already scored, so the line has jumped tremendously. Uh, we'll dive in on these live lines coming up next. Let me just stay here on the grid. It's the game live on SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in game live. Here's truly Scott Wetzel along with Aaron Epstein taking you right up until 10 a.m. or 10, excuse me, time. I used to work on a morning show. 10 p.m. Uh, Eastern time following the world of sports. Hopefully getting you a couple of winners. Another update. We last left you. Ariel mentioned that the uh, Capitals had scored first uh, minutes of the game. They did. They lead 1 0. And St. Louis has just scored again as they close out the second period. That came with about a minute left in the second. So heading to intermission. Got themselves back in and have the Blues. It is now Vancouver 2 and St. Louis 1. With the peek over my shoulder here, 10 seconds left as they wind up the final couple of seconds of the second period. Let's just double-check and make sure they don't score again just so we can kind of finalize it. Uh, they do not. So, yeah, there you go. 2-1. Vancouver does lead St. Louis, trying to uh, take a commanding 2-0 series lead. And then you get the Islanders uh, trailing the Capitals, uh, 1-0 Capitals, trying to even that series at a game apiece. I, I do. It's conflicting. You know, Ariel mentioned about, you know, what some of the prop bets that I like with hockey. And I, I really, I, I, you know, conflicted myself because obviously if a team wins by a goal and a half, it's not going to overtime. So you kind of pick your poison. I do like playing these overtime games. It, it's really, it's a tremendous bet. It, it really is because in the NHL, in, in uh, the postseason, these games are so close. that They really are. The matchups are so even. Um, you know, the, the officials make sure one team doesn't get that many more power play opportunities than the other. They really level the scale out, which creates a lot of one-goal games. Now, you could get the empty netter, and the team will win by two, maybe even three, and you'll see a 5-2 score, and you realize, like, yeah, Arizona and Colorado the other day. That was a scoreless game with three and a half, four minutes left, 
and uh, Colorado scores three goals game one, and they win three nothing. You look at the box score, you think, oh, three nothing, they kicked the crap out of them. When in reality, you know, with four minutes left, that was a, a scoreless game. So now there weren't any empty net goals there, but there was three goals in a minute and a half that gave Colorado the win. So a lot of these scores can be deceiving. So you can have a, a 3-2 game in the third, and you get it overtime. Uh, you get it either an overtime goal to, to tie it up, or you get you know the empty net to make it 4-2, then the, the team uh, keeps the empty net. Why not? What's the difference? Who cares if you lose 5-2? So that's why I do like laying a goal and a half, uh, but then you got you know you can't play really both because well, I suppose you could, but you know you either think a team's going to win by two goals or more, or you play the overtime. And if you play the overtime, like I said, they it is even now, and you get basically two and a half to three to one odds that a game will go to overtime. And I'm telling you, I don't know if you did it religiously every single playoff game, but I do know in the first two rounds in particular you get a lot more overtime games. It tends to wean off for some reason or another. I don't know if teams get a little tired. They don't have the energy. I, you know, you think it would be just the opposite. you think there would be more theoretical mismatches, you know, one through eight, one, two to seven, three to six. But uh, I, I tell you, in the years in watching the NHL postseason, you bet overtime games like that, getting two and a half, three to one, every single first and second round game, I'm telling you, you'll win. Like last night, all right, one out of three uh, went to overtime, right? Well, we lost money, right? No, you didn't. You won. Because the one that went to overtime was Chicago and Vegas. And if you bet that to the overtime, you got 310, plus 310 on FanDuel. So any bet that I could go one in three and still win money, I'm taking <laughs> you know what? I'm taking it. Or at, at worst, breaking even, or maybe plus 285, where you only win a couple of, uh, you only lose a couple of dollars. I mean, the chances of four NHL playoff games in the first or second round not going to overtime, I'm telling you, it does not happen often. It really doesn't. So I love, and if you get two of those games to go to overtime, as we did in day number one of the postseason, well, there you go. You got a plus uh, 275, 280 winner, another plus 275, 280 winner uh, based on a $100 bet just to keep it simple for you guys. So you won. You grossed 550. You lost the two other bets. You won 350 bucks or so. You know, that, that, that adds that plus 285. Well, you get two of those to hit for overtime. And same thing with a goal and a half. And we have not had that many blowout games. So I think we're kind of due for a couple you know, we had Philadelphia, Montreal this afternoon. We, we, you know, instead of maybe going overtime, maybe then now you start laying a goal and a half. And what I like to do, I get greedy. Ah, I'm a greedy bastard. I am. You know, I know it's a sucker bet. I've heard the so-called experts say, "Oh, you don't parlay things," but you know what? I do. I really do. And you parlay a plus two fifty three hundred with another plus two fifty three hundred. Boy, you hit one of those, and you're making real good money. That that now you're talking plus a thousand on one of those plays. And if you hit one of those, that'll last you for two, three days of losing bets. So you can, you know, depending on how, how greedy you want to get. And like I said, I do like to get greedy. I, I like to parlay either the, um, you generally can't parlay the overtime bets, but you can parlay the minus one and a half bets or, or put it in a reverse. So uh, like I said, you hit two of those, God forbid three of them. I put them in a round robin parlay. Now, you know what? I, I don't try and outsmart FanDuel. You're not going to outsmart the betters. Uh, you're just not. So pick the favorites or pick the team you think is going to win. And, you know, you hope they're up at least one goal. You have yourself a fighting chance with an empty netter. And you win four to two or two to nothing or three to one, whatever the case may be. And you hit a couple of those. Um, and all you got to do is be right twice. That That's it for one parlay. One parlay, like I said, will cover you for a couple of days. So uh, there are different little ways. And, and I'll tell you, the other thing is, um, you know, and not to poke fun, but my next job in life, is going to be being a monitor for some of these sites like FanDuel, since you know we work with that, obviously. Um, you can bet an overtime game, since we're on that subject, two different ways. Yeah, soccer fans know this. You can bet a team like, we'll say the Islanders and Capitals, since we're talking about that. You can bet the Islanders to win in regulation. You can bet the Capitals to win in regulation. Or you can bet the draw. Hence, it goes to overtime. After regulation, it's even. Or there's a prop bet that specifically says, will this game, Islanders and Capitals, go to overtime? Well, I'm telling you, there are a lot of times that that is not the same odds as the draw, even though you're betting on the same thing having to occur. The game is tied at the regulation, hence you go to overtime. So shop around. 
FanDuel, God bless them, others, they do make mistakes. You get a couple of, you know, extra points. You know, uh, tonight, I think it was the, there was one of the games, it was plus 300 versus being set plus 285. And listen, you want to give me 15 more bucks uh, if, if it goes to overtime because you guys screwed up on the lines? Yep. Um, then, then so be it. Um, I'll, I'll take the plus extra fifteen dollars. So shop around, but I do like playing the overtime. So those are some of my prop uh, bets, uh, Ariel. My my uh, prop tips, if you will, for the night in the NHL. I love that, Scott. That's awesome. I'm really into these props. I'm really glad, actually, that Ovechkin scored that goal because, like I said, Carver liked the prop, and I've been tailing Carver. I have to tell you that when I tailed Carver a few nights ago, it was the night that he had me parlay the Tampa Bay Lightning with the Vegas Golden Knights. That was the eight period match, the eight period game between, uh, right. with the Lightning. So I told him that that prop made up for sitting on an eight period game. Of <laughs> <laughs> it was a long game, let me tell you. Uh, I think you and Mike Milbury then were the ones that were like rooting for that sucker to end as soon as possible because I was watching that too. And uh, he he wanted no part of that. I, I mean, I don't know how closely you're paying attention, but he wanted just no part of that thing going forever because they were still thinking that Boston and Carolina was coming up, which oddly enough, they played the next day, and that game went to overtime. That that was really the fear. It wasn't that they were starting so late. It was the fear that, you know, what happens if Carolina and Boston go to overtime, too? Then they'd be playing at 1 o'clock in the morning. But, yeah, that was a, that, that was a long, long game. But I was rooting for that thing to play forever, absolutely. It was really exciting. You just obviously hope that nobody is overly tired for the rest of the series. And it looks as if right now we're going to have a really good series between those two tied at one. However, looking at the live lines here, the St. Louis Blues in plus money, the Islanders in plus money. Would you dive in on the plus money for either of those live lines? I would. Um, you know what? Especially St. Louis because they're down one game to them in the series. Not that, you know, the Islanders don't have incentive being up one zip, but just knowing St. Louis, and then Kevin and I were talking about this last week, you know, Ariel, without home ice advantage, the series now, and you're going to see this in the NBA as well, it's a little different, you know. If a team falls down behind, you know, two games to none, that's the underdog team, you know, it's saying that we hear it all the time. Well, unless you lost at home, the series really hasn't started, right? So it's always in the back of their mind, in the case St. Louis, that, all right, you know what, we can lose two to Vancouver. We're going to go back to St. Louis, even though they are the home team. Uh, but, you know, theoretically, we're going to go back to St. Louis. We got two games at home ice, no big deal. Well, you don't have that, obviously, here. They're all playing in a bubble. You fall behind two zip. That's tough to not have that extra little oomph in your back pocket of playing on home ice for games three and four. So that's why I do like St. Louis. They are down two to one. They scored a late goal there. That's a huge thing heading into a locker room, building momentum for, for uh, you know, period number three. You're getting plus 230, which is very good. I mean, that, that's, you know, a one goal game getting 230. That's real good money. Same thing with the Islanders, plus 190. Um, only down one nothing. You know, I like the honors, like I said, at the start before the game. I would I'd like them even more now or just as much, but especially that plus two thirty. That plus two thirty is that that's jumping out at you. You know, the blues were a minus one fifty this afternoon on FanDuel. I know it lowered to, to one forty I saw, but you're you're going from plus one forty, one fifty favorite to a hundred point swing basically the other way based on just a one goal difference. You know, you only have one period, unlike the Islander Capital game, but uh I'll, you know what? Yes. I, if I don't have any action on that game, I would be on St. Louis right now plus 230. I think, you know, because especially if they tie the game, that's the key, Ariel. They're going to go from being plus 230 to probably being a favorite, you know. So you get the you get the Blues to tie it. Now you can hedge on Vancouver the other way if you wanted to because you're probably going to get about bus, uh, I would say about like plus 130 the other way on uh, on Vancouver. Speaking of tying games, the Tampa Bay Rays and the Toronto Blue Jays Baseball, they're now tied at three, so the Rays at minus 114, Jays minus 106. The Mets are scoring runs on the Phillies, Scott. The Mets are up four to two right now, minus 188. I don't really have much faith in a Phillies comeback here. Anything in the Major League Baseball slate that's standing out to you right now? Everything, everything. You know what? You're right. I watched the you know the Baltimore Orioles. <laughs> it's a Friday night. Everything stands out. Yeah. Um, one of the Baltimore Orioles are one of our go against teams. Driving. So I watched a few of those. Uh, yeah, there you go. I watched a few of those Oriole Philly games. Man, that Philly's bullpen is just the worst. Wow. I, I don't know if they're going to get it's better by the terrible. end of the year. But, 
oh, we're just, I mean, it's the Orioles. You know, we're not talking about the Yankees or the Dodgers. They couldn't handle the Orioles. Holy crow. So that would be another one. Like, like lay in the run and a half. Put, you know, don't just accept that, okay, you got the better team. Use these odds. You know, FanDuel and others, they're going to let you get odds by laying a, a run and a half. Take it to your advantage. So I liked a lot of home underdogs tonight. I, um, I thought it was very strange that we had the Tigers, Orioles, Cubs, uh, what are the Cubs doing as a home underdog against even Milwaukee, Colorado, Arizona, San That's Francisco? Actually, Milwaukee was my best bet of the day today. Really? There was some interesting line movement on the on the Milwaukee Brewers today because I was watching this since last night. The Brewers went from minus one twelve down to minus one hundred two, then minus one ten again, and there was only thirty six percent of the bets on Milwaukee. The majority of the bets were on the Cubs, and the line in the end ended up moving back into Milwaukee. So I really like them. We'll dive more into the Major League Baseball slate. Maybe we'll talk a little NBA if I feel like it. Stay here. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to In Game Live here on the grid. I'm Ariel Epstein. We are with Scott Wetzel. Major League Baseball slate tonight. A huge slate. It's a Friday night. Feelings, right? Is that how it goes, Wetzel? Yep, that's how it goes. There you go. There you go. Very good. Throwing with so proud on this network. That was an old reference. <laughs> anyway, let's dive into some of these lines. You said you like the Brewers. I said I like the Brewers. Jared Smith liked the Brewers. Now I'm scared. The no, I like, the Cubs. I like the Cubs. I, in fact, I'm here. Oh. Why did you like? Oh, Yo, yeah. I mean, listen, the Cubs have won seven straight. They get the best record in baseball. Uh, they're at home, you know, albeit no no fans. And Milwaukee is, you know, literally an hour up the road. They used to live in Chicago. But why uh, I, I, that line jumped out at me is, is kind of being like a sucker line. I know it's Woodruff. He's the race for sure. Um, but, you know, it, it's the Cubs. They've won seven straight home games. They've outscored their opponents this year by 20. They're the best record for the Cub franchise since uh, 1907. And they're a home underdog. 
I, I boy, that had sucker to me written all over. We'll see how it turns out. But why did you like Milwaukee? Was it just the the tech numbers that you said, or was there something about uh, you know Woodruff and, and the Brewers team, which is by the way three games under five hundred? So the thing with the Brewers, which first of all, when I made this play, when I made this bet, it was early this morning, and the Cubs were not. Um, they were not. In plus money, Benny means they were a little bit of underdogs, but the line actually moved in favor of the Cubs this morning. So the Brewers were opened at minus 112. The Cubs were at minus 102. This morning, the line flipped to the Brewers minus 102 and the Cubs at minus 112. So I jumped in on the Brewers at minus 102. Then the line went back in my favor with the Brewers at minus 110 and the Cubs went to minus 104. Only 64% of the bets I mean, all 64% of the bets were on the Cubs, and then 36% of the bets were on the Brewers. Then, of course, you have the ace Woodruff on the mound. Now, I know that Chatwood for the Cubs has thrown well against the Brewers before. He gave up one run off three hits, and I think five innings pitched against the Brewers last time they played. Yet, he's the number five pitcher in this rotation. If the Cubs have turned to their bullpen, the Cubs have the third worst ERA out of the bullpen in Major League Baseball. I thought that this could be a good buy low spot on the Brewers when it dropped down to my All right. You know, that makes sense. I'm going to say something that I know people laugh at when I I bring this up, but uh, it's worked for me the last couple of years in that I don't really count pitchers. You know, unless there's a pitcher that's really great or a pitcher that's really bad, I'll look into it. I don't ignore it. But I don't go into a series or a game, really, a game, and say, I like the Brewers, you know, since we're talking about them, because Woodruff's on the hill against Chatwood. I'll say, I'm not going to bet one game in this series. I'm going to bet all three. And if I can get the Chicago Cubs all three games at home at Pickham or slight favorites or, you know, even underdogs, I'm going to do it. So I, I tend to bet series, then I try and break down pitchers. And I think it makes more sense, especially this year, because we're seeing these pitchers go five, six innings tops because of the virus and everything that's gone on. Um, you know, you think you're getting a starting pitcher that's going to go seven, eight innings, and he's, he's going through three or four times. So I, I don't uh, – and I don't allow those little line changes to move either. You know, if there's something major, a team goes from 140 to 120 uh, or plus 110 to plus 130, okay. But, you know, flip-flopping back and forth like that, there's not that many people that bet baseball. I know that sounds crazy. It doesn't take a whole heck of a lot. It's not like a football game where it takes a lot to move something. So I, I just I don't allow that to affect me. I really don't. I, I bet series. I bet good teams. I bet against bad teams. And that's worked out well for me. So I wouldn't break it down that crazily, to tell you the truth. Although Woodruff, as you there's, say, is a, is a great pitcher. So I understand why you're doing it with him, for sure. There's actually a game that's starting in about four minutes. Eastern time. It's going to be 8.40 p.m. Eastern time. The Rangers and the Rockies. This was crazy line movement. And I think it's warranted to bring up because the Rangers went from minus 122 to minus 132 back down to minus 126 with a lot of bets coming in from the public as the day went on. It was 41% of the bets were on the Rangers. Now it's 56% of the bets are on the Rangers. However, the Rockies now at home plus 110 on the money line. Where would you go with this game, Wetzel, as we're approaching first pitch? Well, this is one that, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to ignore the pitchers. But I will tell you, this is another one. The first-place Rockies team, just like a first-place Cubs team, is at home and they're underdogs against a mediocre Texas team. Now, Texas, like the Brewers, have their ace Lance Lynn going, and the Rockies have this kid uh, Castellano going, and he didn't pitch well his first time out. This is his second start. So, And the Rocks, after winning the first five series, uh, dropped uh, two or three to Arizona, and they got lit up with 32 runs. So this is one I probably would go with Texas. I, I probably would lay the odds. It's tough to do. I'm going against everything I just said. <laughs> you know, but that, that's just me. But I do like Texas a little bit in the game. Lance Lynn, you know, I like an aerial because Lance Lynn, believe it or not, has pitched a lot in Coors Field, and he's got a pretty good record. He's got an ERA right around three and a, um, I want to say a five and two, or one and one mark with a 2.84 ERA, I wrote down, in four starts at Coors Field. That's pretty good. So he's not intimidated by that high altitude. So for that reason alone, I'm going to listen to my pitchers and say go with the Rangers and lay the wood on the road. Are you intimidated by the Rockies' constant high totals at 12 and a half with the over to minus 120? 
No, uh, I do like the overs. The Rangers are a under team at home because of the ballpark, the new ballpark they play in, and they're an over team on the road. Uh, last I checked, they were 6-1 and one over, and I think this is still their first road game since I last checked uh, a few days back. So, the, you know, the Rangers can go toe-to-toe with, with Colorado. If that's you thinking maybe Colorado's going to score more than Texas, no, I, I not fear at all. If anything, you know, you play the over at 12-and-a-half, even though Lance Lynn, like I said, has had some sec- sec- uh, success there. Thank you very much. But, no, that doesn't scare me away at all. It, listen, if Arizona could put runs on the board, then certainly Texas can too. There's another live line that's intriguing. The Atlanta Braves are down by one run to the Miami Marlins, down three to two. The Braves are in plus money right now, plus two ten. How much do you like the Braves as a live dog right now? I listen, we've seen this Braves team a couple of times this year, Ariel, come back. We saw them beat the Mets down five late. Uh, we saw them, uh, you know, last Friday be down 13 to one in the top of the ninth inning. I mean, just playing for absolutely nothing. And they put seven runs on the board against that blunted uh, Phillies bullpen. Uh, so I think they are a very live dog. At any t- for whatever reason, you know, they don't give up even at 13 to one in the ninth inning. So they have the bats. They're swinging the ball a little bit better late. So, um, yeah, I, I would grab them as, a, as an underdog. Um, data run or two anytime you get that opportunity. Again, use the lines to your advantage. It's not the worst thing in the world if you're down a run or two in the first two, three, four, five innings, even sixth inning, because it's the bullpen that comes into play. You know, you have these teams' bullpens that generally stink. So even if they can't do it against the starters, you know the bullpen guys are going to come in and they have a fighting chance. A team I don't have faith in either to continue the opposition is the Tigers. The Tigers are down 8 to 3 against the Cleveland Indians. Forget the live line because Tigers are at plus 2,500 and the Indians are at minus 10,000. Forget that. I'm looking at the total here, 14.5 with the over at minus 113. The Indians are up 8-3 already, so that's already 11 runs. I think the Indians could score three, four more, or I guess four more runs against the Tigers team. They're only at the fifth. Yeah, that, you know, you're right, Ariel. That That is a very good line. Um, you know, Eight to three in the fifth inning, and you know it's a blowout game, which you know tends to have a few more runs anyway. Now the Indians are a so far this year a strong, strong under team, and I actually like the Tigers tonight. I was just playing a little hunch, just because Cleveland hasn't won since this whole thing broke up about the two pitchers, you know, uh, breaking uh, you know curfew and, and you know going off on their own. So, I, you know, I had a little, you know, the Tigers playing pretty good ball as well. So, I must admit, those were one of the uh, home dogs that I actually uh, played a little hunch on. But you're right. I mean, 11, to, you know, 11 runs, you need obviously four more over the rest of the fifth, the sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth with the bullpens. You got four solid innings plus. Um, that's a good play. I like that too. You're only minus 122, so you're not even really laying any kind of major big with FanDuel. So, I would be surprised if this thing didn't land on 15 at least. Going back to hockey, just taking another look here. The Blues at plus 260, down 2-1. to one. The Islanders down one nothing. The Islanders are at plus 200. Basketball numbers tonight. Wetzel, did you have any interest in these completely irrelevant NBA games? I didn't. I, honestly, you know, the only one I played which you turned did? out to be a winner. Yeah, I did. You know, I, you know, listen, there's generally one goofy angle I could find somewhere along the line. Just, just you know, you, you need right, to put a couple of shekels. So Indiana and Miami, they played uh, three, three, four days ago. And Indiana won big rivalry, you know, Jimmy Butler, blah, 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 blah. And uh, the, the Heat won. And now they're playing three days later, although uh, Indiana did play one more team. I think the Clippers in between, but still. And they play in the first round of the uh, the playoffs. So I just said, you know, is Indiana going to really want to lose two times in a row in less than a week to a team they're going to face in a best-of-seven series? I said, I didn't think so. You know, I, it's, I could see Miami just not caring at all. They proved their point. They shut down the kid. You know, Butler did what he wanted to do. And I just thought if I had to do something, it would be the Pacers just getting a little confidence booster heading into their first-round matchup. And um, I don't know what the final score was, but I know they were leading by double digits in the fourth quarter, so I'm assuming that, they won. The Pacers so won that's 109 why, to 92. Yeah, so that's why I did actually have Indiana as a winner. And in the late games, 
I just, you know what? I figured I could win one of that too. I took the money line on, on both the, the underdogs. Um, you know, what? why Why is uh, the Clipper an eight-point, uh, you know, favorite or six-point favorite it was, even though they're now leading? Uh, but even later on, you know, I, I took the underdog in the second game as well, figuring if I could win one of the two, they were both about two-to-one favorites. If I could win one of the two on the money line, then I won money. So I did that as well, just to have some action on both those games. Yeah, there was some crazy line movement in this Oklahoma City Clippers game. It went from Clippers minus six to Clippers minus three and a half. That's Ron OKC. Clippers up 74-71 right now with Oklahoma City at plus 158 on the money line. The Thunder getting two and a half points. Total 184 and a half. Would you jump in live? Yeah, listen, you know what? Um, that, that's pretty, you know, plus 194 versus three and a half to me is just like, listen, could they lose by three, two or one aerials? Sure, I suppose they could, right? But you're getting two, almost two to one money for them to win the basketball game. I mean, yeah. if you're going to do it, then do it right. I'll, I'll take the nearly two to one money line than I would the three and a half points. Um, you know, because like I said, could it go down to the final buzzer? Sure, you're going to get burned every once in a while. But if you're going to make that discrepancy that much, four and a half, four and a half, five, then I'll buy the cushion. But three and a half or less, I, I'll just hop in on that plus. Uh, now it's down to 134 as we speak, so they must be watching our program. Uh, but I'll still take the money line. That always seems to happen. I don't know what it is. It's definitely yeah. us, though. We'll talk about the game that's coming up at 9:10 Eastern, Sixers and the Rockets. Make sure to stay here on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening if you love sports and true crime then there's a new podcast from executive producer dan patrick and hosted by me jay harris that you won't want to miss playing dirty sports scandals each week i'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever i'm talking marcus dixon olympic gymnastics kane velasquez salacious super bowl level scandals Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to In Game Live here on Sports Grid. NBA is in action. It's the last slate of games for the NBA in regards to the start. Then we start those playing games tomorrow. We have the Memphis Grizzlies up against the Portland Blazers. We'll talk about that one tomorrow. Tonight, 76ers up against the Rockets. This line moved 
from plus four and a half for the 76ers. And now the Sixers are getting three. On the money line, it went from plus 164 to plus 124 on the Sixers. Wetzel, why is there a little bit of love here for this injured 76ers? They must be watching the show. They must be hearing us, Ariel. <laughs> you might as well grab them on a money. It's a, it's a toss-up, right? I mean, it's 50. Who knows who won? Are the Rockets playing anybody? I mean, they're dealing with Westbrook, right? And the last thing they're going to be doing is running James Harden out there or any of the guys. You know, they're going to have every scrub in the world on the bench. I'm sure the same thing with Philadelphia with Embiid. I mean, how do you come up with a line? Listen, I generally, you give me a couple of games. I can generally come. I think we all can that are in this business. Come up with a line that's pretty close to what they come up with. But how, how do you make Houston a three-point favorite? There's no home court, right? If it was in Houston, maybe. But there's no home court. Neither team wants to be there. They both know what their seedings are. This is just an absolute meaningless game. So that's why I said, you know, when we talked about it this afternoon, and, you know, the one team, the Philadelphia, was, was a plus 150, 160 underdog. I'll take that in a, in a meaningless game. I mean, you got just as much chance of winning as the other one. And like I said, you win one out of the two and you, and you win money. So I really think that's it. I, I just think people think, you know, listen, we're seeing these other meaningless games really not be that competitive. None of the players are playing. Um, you know, for the most part, they're lower scoring games because guys are not even trying, which is rare for an NBA game. And I think it's just balancing out saying, listen, I can get value on this dog team. So why not? And it's a, you know, it's a good hedge opportunity as well when you want to do in-game live stuff. You know, if you could grab Philadelphia, you know, again, it's, it's down to 124 now, but uh, it wasn't a 140, 150 range today. You grab them a plus 150, you're really setting yourself up later on at night. Uh, to do a, a middle uh, or, you know, a hedge where you can get the, you know, uh, God forbid the Rockets on, on the money line like that. So I think it's just wise really, money coming NBA in and realizing is, they shouldn't be a favorite. The NBA has really been fun in the game restart to live bet. I've had more fun live betting these games than I have with pregame betting because you really don't know. You don't know who's playing. And once you kind of get a feel for the game, it makes it easier to live bet, especially on those totals. And I think that We've picked up some trends. Now we're essentially hitting restart because we're actually getting into the games that matter and the top seeds needing to actually win. The Milwaukee Bucks were never going to get upset by the Brooklyn Nets if they actually did that. Game. At least that's Anyway, let's move into Major League Baseball again because I'm seeing this line that also intrigued me. It went down. Tampa Bay Rays, the Blue Jays, they're tied at four. Tampa Bay uh-huh. Rays were at plus 124 on the money line. Now they're at plus 114. I think the Rays are decent plus money. What about you, Wetzel? Yeah. Um, listen, that game didn't jump out of me tonight for some particular reason. Uh, getting a feel for these games in Buffalo. I've not seen a game there be played yet, so I don't know what the, the mentions and how the ballpark plays. Um, I watched the, the Blue Jays against the Red Sox. They showed some pop. Um, you know, Tampa Bay is obviously playing some halfway decent baseball. That that one didn't you know necessarily jump off the page. Uh, but again, that over-under, like you were talking about with the Indians one, you know, 11-and-a-half in a 4-4 game in the sixth inning, um, that, that Blue Jays team, I'll tell you what, they beat the crap out of my Red Sox. I mean, they were, you know, hitting the ball all over the place. And again, I don't know the dimensions and all the, the whole uh, uh, things with, with Buffalo's baseball field there, but, I, you know, you're guaranteed at least, obviously, one more run. You need four runs in, in three-plus innings. I would lean towards maybe the over 11 and a half in, in that game, uh, tied at four in the sixth inning only. Hmm. Bad. This yeah. one I want to clarify the other a little one, bit. It was a little, yeah, go for it. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, the, the other one that intrigued me, one of the, guy, the games I gave out to my guys was Cincinnati over Pittsburgh. And there's nothing there that in-game live would make me change my view since he's leading the three to one in the sixth inning. But, uh, and it's two and a half. I don't know if I would necessarily do that. It's 1,500. I know I wouldn't do that on the Reds, and I'm not putting American money on the Pirates. But I just wanted to point out here, this Pirate team, well, I tell you what, they are bad. You know, I, how bad you say? Well, they're 3-13 and 13, uh, or 4-13 and 13 this regular season, but they were also 3-18 and 18 in the exhibition season, which I know is just exhibition, but it is a telling fact for some of these teams. So when you combine Pittsburgh's exhibition season and now regular season, they are 7-31. and They're 38 games this year. Tough to keep on betting against them because the numbers are big. Like Cincinnati tonight was 2-1, to one, but Sonny Gray was on the hill for the Reds tonight. You know, he's obviously a very good pitcher for them. So 2-1 to one 
you know, versus laying almost three and a half to one, we'll say, with the Yankees and Red Sox because of Garrett Cole, I'll gladly take the two to one because um, as bad as my Red Sox are, they're not as bad as the Pittsburgh Pirates. I mean, think about seven and third. They've won seven of their 38 games this year. They've yet to win back-to-back games this season. They were the only four wins. They were trying to do that tonight. So just a little tip for, you know, tomorrow. They're off the radar, Pittsburgh, but they are a bad baseball team. So lay the run and a half if you have to or just have the guts to just pound away against them because I don't think they're going to win 15 games this year. Ooh. It's interesting. Well, it's only, yeah, 60, so. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, it's interesting, too, with Pittsburgh because they kept losing, yet in the beginning of the season, they started to stay in games. They were resilient yeah. at the end of the game. They still just lost, which is funny because then you you think blowout, and more so now that things are transpiring with the Pirates, I think it's become more and more apparent. However, in the beginning of the season, I said, don't ever take the run line against the Pirates. They are resilient, and they come back. And I was too nervous to bet against them on the run line, maybe the money line, but not the run line with them. Now it's um, I'm looking to um, – I'm watching Strike Zone, which is like the NFL Red Zone. Like 7-4, by the way, Toronto. Part. Someone hit a three-run homer for the Blue Jays. Ooh. So there you go. So we're, if you, if you right. listen to us, we're one away from getting those four more runs. Uh, and now FanDuel's got it at 14. So some good advice yeah. we're giving out tonight. Just some. Just some. We're yeah. still at 8-3 in that Indians-Tigers game. And yeah. actually, that's at 13 and a half right now. Uh, wasn't it at 14 and a half? Yeah, it was 14 and a half. Yeah. Yeah, so that went down. Yeah, Lord give it, the Lord taketh. We're looking good <laughs> on one, and then we're, we're giving it a little bit back on it. But it's still only the sixth inning, so we still got plenty of time. Plenty of time. So. Well, that's why we like it. I know the Phillies right now have runners on first and second. They're down by two. The four to two Mets. Phillies with runners on first and second. Middle of the order is up. Do you like anything you see in that game? You know, I just I just flipped it on. So um, the Lockets pitching for the Mets. Um, you know, so uh, no, uh, obviously um, uh, J- Jacob Degrom tonight. DeGrom. So Lockets doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah with, with finger injury. Yeah, with the finger, the blister. Um, which you know, I got a lot of uh, Met fans on our, the podcast that I do, and, and they're all fretting and this and that. And you know, and I tell people, listen. Uh, he's your one guy. I, I don't care if it's a cut on his finger. You don't take any chances. With that Mets rotation being as bad as it is, it doesn't. If it's just a little cut, I don't care if it's a sneeze. I don't care. Get him out of it. You, you have to have him be healthy. So I, I'm not that concerned with that as far as that's concerned. But um, as far as the Mets, the, I would say the over just because the Mets bullpen, you know, it may not be as bad as the Phillies bullpen, but you got two bad bullpens. That, oh, to me, would be a Let's go. We have a three-run home run by the Phillies. JT Realmuto, the catcher. There you go. Lead. There you go. Go with the over if you had a chance to get it in. Uh, probably not. But I would be betting the over in those series every game. Every game. And I would be betting the over in those Philly games regardless who they're playing, but especially with the Mets bullpen. Oh, that. Let's Both hope of we get them, Diaz. The Phillies bullpen is one of the worst in Major League Baseball. Uh, they have over a 10 ERA right now. Yeah, brutal. I, You know, it's too bad this year we don't have fans in the stands. It really is because whether it's the Red Sox fans, uh, you know, just booing the Sox, whether it would be the Met fans, I'm sure, booing Diaz and that Mets bullpen, the Philly fans would be going nuts right now. Oh, my goodness. We, we could have a lot of fun. With some of these fans, whether it's the Oriole fans in the park with Derek Cole on the mound, right, right. Uh, Yeah, the Oriole fans—they couldn't roll out the tarp. You know, the Oriole fans would have been laughing at the the tarp guys uh, last week. Uh, Which they, by the way, they completed that suspended game today. They won six to two. So, uh, bravo! Yeah, great job, great job, everybody in camping. Wonderful, amazing. Can't roll out a tarp. (laughs) It's funny, but yeah, we're missing out on fans' reactions this year for sure, for sure. So. Watching it on TV with no fans, as much as, of course, it's electric when there are fans, I've, I've gotten used to it. The cardboard cutouts, yeah. the fake noise, it, it's kind of been a pleasant experience to watch. It's, it's, it's actually, it's funny you say that because I was uh, saying that last week with Kev. I said, you know what? I like games like hockey doesn't have anything. They have it all boarded out. You don't even see seats. They just put a tarp over it. 
And some other teams in baseball do the same thing in the background. And I, and without a shadow of a doubt, I like it 10 times better uh, with having those phony pictures up there. I mean, it, it, you do, your, your eyes kind of blend in and you almost forget with the noise. I, I think the TV channels that I've watched um, of all the games, they've all done a pretty good job. I really have not made one note of like, God, these guys were so over the top. It was ridiculous. They've all kept it to a minimum. Uh, NBA as well, uh, NHL also. I think they've all done a pretty good job of making it a pretty natural broadcast, all things considered. And I do like seeing those guys in the background. Um, you know, maybe they could have some move. Maybe Rashford uh, getting thrown out of the game from yes, the stand. Yes. Yeah. That's something you would do, Wessel. That is funny. That is kind of funny. I wonder if they do that just because they don't want to be there. You know, I honestly believe, like, what, 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 what could get him so pissed off? He's sitting in the stand, you know, 150 feet away. He's probably saying, I don't want to be here. I'm not pitching. It's cold. It's boring. There's no hot dogs. There's no peanuts in the stands. I'm sitting here basically by myself. Let me get out of here. I'm going to get thrown out of the game. I'm not right? allowed to spit seeds on the floor. You can't, you can't, I can't spit seeds. I can't even have sunflower seeds. You know, like, I can't chew. You know, I'm not drinking like I was at home. And, you know, let me just go back to the, the hotel, you know. And because if you think about it, everyone with the, with the team is at the stadium, right? This is his one chance to go back to the hotel where he probably has no security, nobody looking over him, no anything, right? This is his freedom. Let me get thrown out in the third, fourth inning, and I got about an hour and a half to play with here, do whatever I want. So he's going to – you're saying that Strasburg was going to pull a – the Seattle rookie, the Seattle Seahawks rookie. Oh, yeah, what that. a dope. Because he yeah. brought a girl into the hotel. I want to see the picture of the girl. I, did she have like shoulder pads on? on? I mean, how you know? Far fetched one. Something to try to make her blend in. She didn't blend in. Hour number two here on Nation Live. Coming. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host 
of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.